Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me, as always, the guy who picked the pack of pickled peppers, Peter. Whenever I am feeling low, I look around me and I know. I think you're about one month early for that, right? Oh, yeah, ho. <laughs> I forgot this episode only comes out next week. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the big bad boss, David Bay. Hi guys! Hello, hello, hello. Okay, listeners, slightly different episode of House to House, and the reason for that is because today is the first iteration of Open House! <laughs> Yay! So, what's Open House? So, it's basically a forum where we answer all sorts of questions, and we're not just bounded by that certain topic of the week, you know? Like it could it could really be anything under the mortgage or housing or even personal finance umbrella. Now, these questions could be bits and pieces of info that were mentioned in previous episodes, you know, that we didn't really get to expand on, or it can be sent in by you, the listener. So if there's anything you would like to ask, anything you're unsure about that that you would like us to explain on breakdown or predict on, send in your questions to podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. It doesn't even have to be mortgage or housing related, to be really honest. If you want to ask something more casual, like like uh, what base MMR is, or who <laughs> Peter's favorite wrestler is, or their life experience, ask away. You know? Oh, but not me though, like because I neither have a life nor the experience. His so, MMR is quite high. That's why he no has no la, life. I don't lie. I don't like that. La. That's why he has no life and experience. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so what we're gonna do for this episode is um because of its whole casualness and open concept, right? Let's put some order into place. What we're gonna do is set a twenty minute timer. But Bay and Peter, I don't want y'all to feel restricted by the time. If we answer one question in this twenty minutes, so be it. Like just feel free to go ham, share your insights and thoughts. Does that sound okay? Yep, most definitely. All right, awesome. Okay, without any further ado, let's begin. Okay, so question number one. Why is a mortgage or a housing loan compulsory? Bay, would you like to start us off? It's not compulsory if you have the money to pay full cash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's not compulsory. But if you have no money to pay full cash, which is 99.99999% of the population, or... If you have the money to pay full cash, but your money can make more money elsewhere because housing loan interest rates are like 1.2%, lower than 1.4%. And then, you know, if you have a lot of money and you can buy a bond that pays you 6% and you rather have that done, or even if you leave your money on CPF that pays you 2.5%, mm. uh, yeah, you will take a mortgage instead like, because your, your money makes more money somewhere else. Right. Okay. It's okay. not compulsory. I see. Peter, do you agree with this sentiment? Totally agree. Nothing else to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true. Um, I, I think what a lot of people don't realise is that, or, or rather, I, what I perceive a lot of people to have the notion is that, oh, the rich people, uh, when they buy a house, they don't need to take a mortgage. But I completely agree what Bay said. I think if your money that you use to pay fully for the house can be put into somewhere else to make more money, why not, right? Like, that's the whole point of the mortgage. It's like another platform for you to 
you know, have that option to invest your money somewhere else. So yeah, completely agree. Okay, question number two. How much will I need for a house in Singapore? Depends on what house you're buying. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, uh, let, let's, let's give a more specific thing. Uh, okay, let's, okay, let's start off with any house. How much will I need for just a house in Singapore? Um, let's assume minimally three-room flat, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And you're above 35 and you can BTO. Mm, 220,000? That's the total price lah, that you have to pay. Uh, Peter, how much do you buy your three-room flat at? <laughs> 220,000. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> With the knowledge and the experience because I don't pay so much data. Wow. Okay. No, but, but serious, I mean, seriously, it's, 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 a, it's a bit of an open-ended question, right? Because mm. like we've spoken about in previous episodes, there's, there are so many ways to, to make this work. Like if, you have, if you're choosing a HDB, then you have the option of going for a full-on HDB loan, in which case the only funds you really need uh, can be in your CPF. Like, of course, if you have nothing in your CPF, then of course you need money, lah, right? But if you have CPF, then a HDB loan gives you the option to totally use your CPF and not touch your funds on hand, your cash on hand at all. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think why, um, why this question was brought up is because I think a lot of youngsters nowadays, um, you know, as uh, they move towards, as they get older, get into their, slowly getting into their 30s, then housing, the whole concept of housing really starts to uh, become more prominent. And then I think the question that they'll ask is, how much will I need for a house in Singapore? And, and they, they don't really go into the fix like, um, oh, they decide how many rooms, yada, yada, you know, whether they can pass MSR, TDSR. They probably even have no idea what these letters mean. Mm. Um, but it's just a general concept. Hey, like, uh, you know, like my friends, they know I work at Mortgage Master. They ask, like, hey, Kyla, so how much do I need for a house uh, in Singapore? And then like, oh, I have to I tell them like, oh, what kind of house do you want? What kind of uh, area you want? You want high floor, low floor? It feels like I'm becoming a property agent right now. Like I took a degree in comms, but somehow ended up with a real estate degree also. You know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I think, it, I think it's really more um, situational in that sense. But at least we know, like, there's a lower limit and an upper limit kind of thing. Because there are so many types of houses in Singapore. Like, you know, that, like, I think many people don't realize this, that I, I, like, I wrote an article a few months back covering all the types of houses in Singapore. There are 13 types of HDB units just in Singapore, Singapore alone. Like, people think like, oh, one room, two room, three room, four room, five room. then. Maybe uh, what's the one? The EA is it? Active apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's all they think about, like six out of thirteen. But there's like half more way to go, you know. And then this is not even including like private apartments and stuff. So if you if the question is like, how much will I need a house? How much how much will I need for a house in Singapore? I think uh, Bay has given the answer for that about two hundred twenty k. How much? That's for like a three room flat, right? You mentioned. And- also, I think <clears throat> when you say how much uh, how you need, that's not how much you need. So, again, we let this, unfortunately, let's talk about Singaporeans specific, all right? Specific to Singaporeans. We have CPF, okay? So, uh, degree holders probably start working at 25. Uh, non-degree holders may start working anywhere from 18 to 25, right? But let's say we all work until 35 years old. 
we take the degree holders working 10 years only and the non-degree holders for 15 years, right? So let's do an average out, just say 10 years, an average salary of 3,000 by the time you hit 35 years old, your whole working life, you earn 3,000. You earn 23% of that into your ordinary account every month. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one number. So I take $690 per month, I times 12 months, it's 8,280 a year. I take 10 years only, right? To be fair, uh, for a 3,000 average. That's at 35 years old, if you earn 3,000 average only for 10 years, so non-degree, you earn 15 years even, right? You actually have 82,800 in your CPFOA, which you can use to buy the house. That's in use for down payment and all that. Yeah, so 820, let's put 80K, right? 220K house, you got 80K in your CPF. You only need 140K more. And to get a 140K loan, for a HDB, you need to earn two thousand five a month mm. only. So anybody can buy a can buy a, a three room BTO at thirty five years old. Uh. That's what I'm saying. Because do you need two hundred and twenty k? No, actually the government has taken care of you. This is not promotion <laughs> promotional <laughs> content for the government, uh, but for CPF or whatever. But the but the the it's been taken care of you, taken care for. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. Is, is, is it a bad time to bring up that the sponsor for this video is CPF? We <laughs> didn't sponsor. We happy to, happy to, to say it. Yeah, you actually need only $2,200 salary. Yeah, I, I think that's another thing. Like when we mentioned, um, okay, you need 220k for a house in Singapore. People think that, damn, I need that 220k now. It's not now. It's over the next 25 years. Essentially, uh, like what you mentioned, was it? 2.1k, 2, 2. is it the salary? Yeah. 2.2. Yeah, 2.2. Yeah, 2. Yeah. Okay, let's be safe. 2.3 even. That's really like what you need for a month to comfortably and sustainably pay back over the next 25 years. And you've gotten a house. Now, that answers the question of if you just want a house in Singapore, um, that that's how much you need like, essentially but i mean of course if you want specific houses like if you want it like condo even like you want to go to five just five room flats or you want to start thinking about landed property bungalows and all that that's an entirely entirely different story yeah, where you have to earn more and everything exactly yeah. yeah so so i mean in base example technically there's no cash you don't need to to spend anything other than all the small fees like. mm. yeah everything else is purely from cpf right Everything else is purely from getting a HDB loan. Okay. Oh, actually, since we're on this tangent and since you brought up the CPF, I have another question uh, that was supposed to come on later on. Like, I have it written in a list kind of thing. But let's bring it up so we're on the same topic. So, actually, um, I have a friend who posted this question. Uh, and what he asked was, um, many youths are now on the SG United Traineeship Scheme. Um, that provides a stable income. If I'm not wrong, it ranged from uh, 2.2k to even 3k. I, I mean, I should know this because like, uh, for the entirety of last year, that's what I've been trying to apply for. But they give relatively stable incomes, but it has no CPF contribution. His question was, can we still apply for BTO? Yeah, I mean, as in, again, CPF is just an option to help you to not bring out uh, to not take from your own wallet, mm. right? The, the whole point of CPF is you can use... It's like a CPF. hidden wallet kind of thing. Uh. Yeah. As in, the CPF can't be used for anything else other than housing and education, the ordinary account. 
So you might as well use it for housing when the option is given to you, that kind of thing. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have CPF, you can't buy a right. house. Right? It just means that you need to come out from your own pocket. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Your question specifically, I'm, I'm going to dive technical. Huh? Hmm. Can I buy a BTO? Anybody who earns less than individually 7K a month can buy a BTO. Full stop. Right. Yeah, because that's yeah. the income ceiling. Essentially, right? it comes down yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. It, 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 then I think that brings in the question of like whether you have the discipline to save or... uh. Whether, because essentially you've got no CPF it's all cash right and then whether you can uh, so maintain the that cash the question that you're asking is do I have the means to buy a BTO yeah then you see whether you got money or not uh, okay okay yeah. fair enough okay cool um, next question uh, uh, essentially question 4 now um, we mentioned that we mentioned a life hack regarding the the HDB loan into the bank loan in episode I want to say Five, yeah. Okay. Where we did the comparison between the HDB loan and bank loan. What is that life hack? So, so the idea is that uh, if you start with a HDB loan, mm-hmm. um, you don't need to pay any your down payment, any proportion of your down payment in cash. Um, you can pay entirely from your CPF, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore, yeah, as in therefore, you don't need to come out with anything out of your wallet. Um, but because HDB loans tend to charge uh, relatively higher than bank loans. I mean, for the past 20 years or so. In terms uh, of interest rates. Uh. In terms of interest rates, it's been more expensive mm. than bank loans. Uh, yep. The idea is to re- uh, refinance it to a bank loan as soon as possible so that uh, you can enjoy lower interest rates. Yeah. Okay, so I, like, I'm just trying to put it out in a timeline, right? So um, when people BTO... What they should and we've mentioned this before. They should always start with um a HDB loan, right? That's that's base mantra. Always start with a HDB loan because um, of the hmm? depending. Really, I'm I'm sorry. It's not risk the mantra. Okay, it's depending, okay. right? So, uh, firstly, first criteria is does the five percent cash mean a lot to you? Mm. Because some people have a lot of savings, right? So that five percent is no, I I don't mind paying it because I want to save money on my interest rates. Okay, so does the five percent cash mean a lot to you? Okay. Number one. Number two, uh, is your loan amount big enough for a free refinancing to a bank loan after that? Mm. Because if your loan amount is below 250k, uh, you don't get to refinance for free as, as in the banks don't cover all the costs for you. And so if that happens, then it's actually going gonna to hurt you. Lah. Um, that you, If your loan is only 200k, then you move to the bank, you've got to have a lot of upfront costs. So if you have 5%, to pay in cash and the bank loan is less than 250k you may want to consider the option of taking a bank loan from the very start but are these situations very niche okay so is it something like okay everybody must consider this first whether that the five percent down payment means a lot to them or is it like uh it comes down to just a small handful of people that should consider this and the general mass should like just take the HDB loan from the start. What, what, which side does it fall under? Uh, most people should take the HDB loan from the start. But th- that's, why, that's why people like, like Mortgage Master exist, right? It's for us to literally go down to the details for you. That's, that's mm. what we do. Yeah. Right, right. So people can just call and like, hey, what should I do? What should I do? These kind of things. Uh. Yeah, it probably will be like a 15-minute phone call. I will literally ask, Kyler, you buying a house right now? Single name, two names, one name. Okay. 
Um, do you have the 5% cash? Don't have, right? Okay, please take HDB loan and then after refinance out. What is your loan amount? How much you are buying? How much CPF are you going to use? All these can be asked within 5 to 10 minutes and we actually get the answer for you then. Wow. Yeah, and then the advice will be, hey, don't take bank loan. I, I don't earn money by asking you to take HDB loan, but go and take HDB loan and stay there forever. Or take a bank loan, you know, stuff like that. Free sound advice, uh, listen. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's our values. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, but, but as, in, as someone who's, who went with a bank loan uh, for BTO, mm. For those of you who heard the last episode, I mean, the last few episodes, you know this story. Uh, it, it, it was a huge commitment to come up with 20k in cash, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Like, even if I had the 5% in cash, it was still a commitment to come up with it, only to realize that after five years, I've not needed, you know, I've not paid any amount because it's a BTO. So it's not as if I've enjoyed the lower interest rates of a bank loan in the past five yeah. years because there's no disbursement. Um, there's, yeah, so for me, there's no reason. Uh, and to this day, I haven't collected my keys yet. So, so you know, I haven't paid a single cent in terms of the loan. So not only was the loan, uh, the loan package irrelevant five years later, but there really is no uh, upside in that sense. To having taken a bank loan five years ago. Right. Okay. okay. So, so I mean, like I am concerned now that 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 now that Base mentioned uh, the upfront cost, because again, like you know, my my loan amount obviously is below 200 k because my house costs 220 k So <laughs> so uh whether or not I actually did the smart thing because refinancing at this stage from if I if I had taken the HGB loan, whether it would have cost me. But I don't think it would have cost the same as putting down 20k, you know, five years ago mm. from my from my from our cash savings. La. Like ultimately I think it, whatever cost whatever upfront cost of a refinancing right now would still be less than putting down 20k five years ago, in my opinion. La. Right. Okay, okay. And I, I can't imagine if it's yeah. I mean, I said I'm I'm exactly the case study that Bay was talking about. <laughs> like, automatically, my my loan amount is less than two hundred and fifty k. So, so yeah. if you if I had spoken to you then, it would be mm. which is weird because I was sitting behind you then. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then, Matthew, bro, is your three k more important or your bank or your lower interest more important? Because you see, priorities like we said, like I said many times, it's your priorities and your and your needs in life. Not just how much you can borrow, how much down payment you have. If you, if you, if after you take a bank loan and you save the twenty k, but hey, yes, I'm paying more over the next million years. But at the same time, it doesn't hurt me because my loan is so small between me and my wife. My CPF covers. Well, nothing wrong there. Right? To do, to do, um, to do a HGB loan at two point six percent interest. So you waste money, but your life is very comfortable. Hmm. Right. So it really depends. People person to person, case by case. Okay. Uh but in case uh listeners got lost in that whole scramble of information, uh just to show you all the timeline, if you're applying to BTO and you've gone through you've got a ticket number and everything, the first step you do call Mortgage Master, ask which one you should take. It's free sound advice. If you're a friend of mine, just ask me and I'll pass you the contact for Mortgage Master. Then you can call them instead. So after that step, 
then after that, um, if the like what Bay mentioned, the general population would probably take the HDB loan because you don't have to make a cash down payment. It's all through CPF. So you don't have to fork out a single amount of cash. Uh, take, take that for a while. And then when the interest rates starts to hit, refinance to a bank loan because you get a lower interest rate for your next 20, 30, 25, 30 years. So that's generally the life hack that um, the question was asked. Ah. Right? Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Just needed some reassurance. Okay. Uh, we are at closing in on 19 minutes soon. I think we have time for one more question. Uh, the next question. Um, oh, um, question number five. Peter, do you remember in this one episode, uh, I think in episode six, three things to know about buying a house when you're 25. I think you mentioned about knowing your grants and the importance of grants. And a question that we were both a bit stumbled on or rather we didn't know the answer to it was the proximity grant. Whether we could uh, take for more than one children. Remember mm. that? Yeah. So um, I called HDB yesterday to ask about this question. <laughs> <laughs> And nice. um, yeah, so I was asking like, okay, so uh, for listeners who might not know what the proximity grant is, basically, if you want to buy a resale, only resale, uh, no, no BTO, if you want to buy a resale HDB flat, you get a 30K? Up 30K to 30K grant? K. Yeah, oh, yeah, up to 30K grant if you live within 4KM of your parents. So um, uh, no, 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 what no. we... Oh, no, 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 no. So, so 30K is if you live with your parents. Oh, okay. Then how yeah. much is it 20, if you live? 20k is if you live within 4km. Right, okay. So yeah. 20k if you live within 4km of your parents. And the question we were stumbled on is whether um, if let's say I had an imaginary sibling who took that grant ready and lived within 4km of my parents, will I be able to take, will I be granted the proximity grant again if I buy a resale flat um, within 4km of my parents? The answer is yes. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So what HDB does is um they actually look at individually case. Yeah, they look at the case individually rather. Um and it doesn't matter whether like you've had like three siblings who all took the proximity grant and who are all living in the same vicinity as your parents. If you happen to be the fourth child and you buy a resale HDB in the area within 4 km of your parents, you still get the grant. So yeah, that's the answer. So, but it, I mean, it doesn't really apply to me. <laughs> what sibling do I have to steal the proximity grant? Well, from? I yeah. mean, never say never, right? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's a bit too late now, yeah, I think. Never uh, too yeah. late. Oh, man, that's a scary thought, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah, we've passed the 20 minutes. Um, yeah, uh, we have actually quite a few leftover questions that we'll probably bring over to the next episode of Open House. Um, but yeah, if we basically hope you enjoyed this episode where it's like a rojak of questions and answers. Hopefully we talked about something that's new and interesting to you or managed to make you wonder about something else. Again, if you have any questions, send it over to us at podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. If you wish to remain anonymous, just put it in your question and I won't mention like who it came from, where it came from, yada yada. Don't worry about that. Okay, uh, that's it from us today. Uh, this episode will also be the last episode before we take a month break because BTO season is coming up. So if you are applying for the August BTO, do check out our guides on that. That will probably drop in late July, early August, probably somewhere around there. It'll be on our website. And if you follow me on LinkedIn, probably be on my LinkedIn again. So yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Oh, uh, 
Happy birthday, Dad. Today's my dad's birthday. Yeah. Aww. Uh, Aww. Yeah. Good son. Happy birthday, Mr. Kwa. Yes. Papa Kwa, happy birthday. Oh, I got him. Uh. Y'all, y'all want to guess the gift that I got him, by the way? Is this still recording or is it's it still like... still recording. It's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> y'all want to guess the gift that I got I him. I know what you got him. Which whoa. lucky girl is carrying his grand's house? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Enjoy. Oh. Oh, no, 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 don't bring it up. Oh. I, know, I know we talked about BTO and housing today, but no, 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 no. <laughs> let's, not, let's not bring that up, yeah? you get him a house? No. If if I got him a house, Mortgage Master would receive applications every day. You know how many? Like 50 <laughs> applications we did. Come on, man. Guess, guess. Okay, uh, he's, he's, I don't want to say he's an alcoholic, but he enjoys his liquor. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I, I got him a I got him a bottle of a good Whiskey. old yeah, Shivers Regal. Whoa. Right. Nice. Good taste, good taste. So yeah, good um, taste, so if I if I don't come online on Google Chat tomorrow, you'll know why. Why? I'll probably be passed out <laughs> drinking with him tonight or something. I'll come in at like eleven thirty or something. So yeah, just in case that happens. <laughs> Alright. Tell your boss, don't tell me. You are my boss. Both of you are my bosses. <laughs> I tell my boss and then my boss tell his boss. That's the chain of command. <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, right. huh? Yeah? No, no, end recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, thanks for listening, folks. Till the next episode. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>